Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue working through the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 18 through 20, starting in verse 18. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Do what they tell you, not only if they are kind and reasonable, but even if they're cruel. For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. Okay, now slavery was widespread in the Roman Empire. Among many other things, slaves worked as housekeepers and farm laborers, construction workers, teachers, cooks, estate managers, and some fared well. And many were actually able in the Roman system to earn enough money, acquire enough money to buy their own freedom. But others' conditions were atrocious, cramped in terrible living conditions with little to no food, barely clothed, sexually exploited, and beaten regularly. See, being a slave was more than just having a really bad job. It's more than just having something that you didn't get paid for. Being a slave was an identity, or more accurately, a non-identity. The Greek philosopher Aristotle actually referred to slaves as human tools. Now, remember, in this section of the letter, Peter is helping Christians see what it means for them to live as God's people, as foreigners and exiles amongst non-Christians. He says by doing so, they could witness to um, ungodly people by the way they lived their life according to the gospel. Now back then, the prevailing culture made slaves feel subhuman. And Christian slaves could be singled out and treated particularly harsh because of their non-believing masters. But see, as only God can do, by the Holy Spirit, he was breathing life into these slaves. One day, nobodies. One day, according to society, having no rights, no belonging. Now Peter has said they are God's own possession, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, once a slave, now the sons and daughters of God, not nobodies, God's very own people, and now part of God's great mission. Now, chances are you are not a slave. So what does this passage have to say to us? How do we apply this to our lives? Well, laws and culture may have moved on, from this type of treatment of people. But we have to still apply a passage like this to our lives. Now, what this passage does not mean is that you should allow your boss to beat you up or take advantage of you. But what we can say for certain from reading this passage is this. Whether your work is paid or voluntary, whether it's informal whether it's from home, whether it's enjoyable or really boring, whether you're appreciated or not, God has a purpose for you to live in the midst of the circumstance and situation that you find yourself in. And as you go about your work in a Christ-like way, according to His will, His desire, His purpose, it will point other people towards God. If that were true of slaves in the Roman time, how much more true is that for you today? Let's pray. God, I thank you 
that you set us free. That regardless of what we face here on this earth, we're free. We're free because we know that sin and death no longer has a hold on us because of what you did for us, Jesus, on the cross and by raising again from the dead. So I thank you today, God, that where it counts most, we are a free people. And I pray that we would live according to that freedom and that um, truth, more so than just the circumstances that we find ourselves in temporarily here. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.